What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, before I get started, I'm just going to go on a little tangent here. Um, as of this recording, I was part of a PCM play called Capamilia Ipaglaban. Um, I want to shout out everyone who is in PCN. Um, it's all love. Um, it was a hell of an experience, and hope to do this again next year. Um, but yeah, um, Zach, my guy, um, how's everything been? It's been a while since we've done uh, the podcast, so how's everything in life, bro? It hasn't been a while. It's only been a week. I know, but you know, for the folks out there, we want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Um, Giants baseball's back. Two and one to start the year. So that's fire. That's fire. And the Warriors are the three seed in the playoffs. So it's another fire result. Um, and playoff base or shoot, playoff basketball is back. Yeah. And that's something always to be excited about when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green on your team. Yeah. All right. So um, going into tonight, um, the, the seeding scenarios were pretty much either the three seed or the four seed. Um, I'll just paint the context for everyone who didn't wasn't able to watch the Warriors as of the past like couple games. But if the Warriors beat the Pelicans, which was their last game, they would get the three seed. But if they would have lost to the Pelicans and the Mavs beat the Spurs, um, the Warriors would have gotten the four seed. Because the Warriors won that game against the Pelicans, they're the three seed, and they're going to be playing the Denver Nuggets. Um, it's that whole 2013 playoff matchup all over again. But this time, the Denver Nuggets are more of an underdog compared to the Warriors. Um, what do you expect out of this series? That's disrespectful to talk about that because that Warriors team – and where they beat that Nuggets team, that series. They were underdogs. They're yes, underdogs. But the Nuggets are not like that Warriors team at all. They're not going to go in there and rough up That's the Nuggets. True. Nugget true. Or not You're true. That's right. Um, yeah. That would, I could, you could say that could have been like the start. You could tell that that year, that run was the start of something special to come. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, I, I see your just, point. I, I just need to I see your point. Out. Yeah. I, I, I just point. I just think no way. I, I'm just not I'm just not that type of guy who wants to like put a label and compare a team just because they're the same seed as them to another team, if that made any sense. Well, well, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I probably should have done that. Door, door. I don't think I'm making any sense, so I'll get it right into the topic. <laughs> um, Nuggets Warriors, three versus six, Saturday night, 5.30 P- Pacific Standard Time. Warriors obviously get put in the marquee time slot with, on ABC with – uh, Mark Jackson, Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> yeah, so we can uh, mute Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson's mics, and I can only listen to Mike Breen. That's good. We can hear a bunch of bangs. That's what I need to hear. Um, 
Do the Warriors win this series? Uh, yes, I think they probably win five or six. Do I think it's going to be easy? No, because you have Nicole Jokic on the opposing side, who is an MVP candidate, won the MVP last year. Um, the Nuggets will probably go in shorthanded with no Jamal Murray. Um, I do not know Michael Porter Jr.'s status. Um, I think he's out, but I'm not 100% sure. But I think it's a good matchup for the Warriors. Um, I think, obviously, his lack of size will be a detriment with going up against Nikola Jokic. But you also have to take into consideration how the Nuggets also have some pretty good role players. And Will Barton does – so um, always does well against the Warriors. Even uh, Monte Morris, I don't know what's up with him in the Warriors, but exactly. he just turns into Clay Thompson for some reason. Got some against good them. young players in Bones Highland, um, which is a sick name, by the way. Um, so <laughs> I think the Warriors have the upper hand. Um, I think personally, with Steph coming back with game one as he gets as we're recording this on sunday he gets reevaluated tomorrow and according to steve kerr so he will be he'll be practicing this week um so hopefully steve's right and it's not no bluff i think you with how jordan Poole has performed down the end of down the stretch of the season you have to put a lineup of steph jordan Poole, clay thompson draymond green and kevon looney and you put wiggins on the bench do I think it's smart? To I don't do think that? Steve Kerr does that. I, I don't think Steve Kerr would do that, but that's just my opinion on the subject. Do I think a $30 million a year player should be coming off the bench? Hell no. But I don't think Andrew Wiggins. I, I, I just don't trust Andrew Wiggins in a big time playoff games at all. I saw the way he played in the play in game last year where I still remember in overtime against the Grizzlies, he has a wide open, wide open three. And he airmails it. He airmails it. Yeah, that's still vivid in my mind. And after you could hear, you, that, could, you could hear the brick in yeah, your. After watching that, I, I just there's just with how he has played down the stretch this year, I just don't trust him. Do I think Steve Kerr is going to do that? No, but I still think they're down the stretch in games that three guard lineup should be in effect. I agree with that. Um, we've seen it work so many times, uh, not so many times, but the games that that was employed, you got the Steph Clay pool lineup and it's literally pick your poison. As I've said, probably in like a couple episodes ago, but you have to rock that lineup. If you need offense, you basically put three, three players on the floor who can get their own shots and not having to rely on Steph and Clay to make miracle shots is a bonus if you have Jordan Poole in that lineup. Um, I do want to talk touch up on matchups. Um, I would say a lot of Warriors fans would have wanted the Jazz. Were you one of that people that wanted the Jazz instead of the Nuggets? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I think But that would mean that would mean you would have to face the Suns if you would drop no, to the no, four seed. No, no. If we were if we're going into our imagination real quick and the Nuggets fumble the bag. And the Jazz slipped to the and the Jazz um, slipped to the sixth seed, or in some way somehow the Jazz slipped to the sixth seed. I think that would be the most ideal matchup. But if the Jazz were the five seed and the Warriors were the four seed, no, I wouldn't want that. I would only want the Jazz if the Warriors were the three seed. I think it is in the best interest of the Warriors that they would play the Suns in the conference finals. That's a good. And, that's a good point. 
And I think it is poetic that the Warriors get to play the Suns in the conference finals. You get Steph, Chris Paul again. Steph gets to wipe Chris Paul off the floor. And just like he did in 2018, it's it's beautiful. People, there were, there were people saying they would want a Jazz Suns line, Jazz Suns run compared to a Nuggets Grizzlies run. Um, why do you think people would want that Jazz Suns run compared to um, the Nuggets Grizzlies run? Um, I think I think most people were looking at that as a like an easy four game sweep for the Warriors first round matchup, but you play the Suns in the second round. I think the Suns are beatable. Um, you saw how the Warriors played against them without Steph and with an awful clay shooting night, and they only lost by four points, something like that. I think the Suns are beatable. I think the only two teams in the Western Conference currently that can beat the Suns are the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Um, but I think most people were looking at that matchup just because of the first round matchup and how uh, quote unquote easy it was against the jazz. And I think a lot of that comes from the bias of the Warriors coming down, coming back from 17 points down to beat the jazz. That's all I can see from what a person would think about that. I don't think it's, I just don't think it's a, Good idea, and I'm glad that the Warriors aren't playing the Suns in the second round. Also, a good thing, too, they didn't throw this game. <laughs> they could have thrown this game and decided, hey, we want the Jazz, give us the fourth seed, and we'll worry about Phoenix in the second round. Like, um, it's a good call not to throw away this game. Um, so, yeah, um, over the past four games, um, I know – they played the Kings, they played the Lakers, um, they played the Spurs and uh, the Pelicans, four teams that are either play in or like out of the playoffs. Um, how did you feel overall about this team's play? Like, is it something to be excited about or concerned about? I think it's majority excited. Um, and I think um, you can take that from Clay Thompson's performances in all three or three out of the four of the games. He had 36 against the jazz didn't play Sunday night against the Kings. And I think he had 40 plus 33 against the Lakers didn't play against the Spurs played against the Pelicans. And tonight he was lights out 41 points. Um, and Jordan Poole, and it honestly, through all these games, it really shows how valuable Draymond is and how Draymond's starting to get into a rhythm during this time of year. Um, and it, if Steph can come back fully healthy with, and he's not cold and out of sort with a healthy Steph Curry and a healthy Draymond Green and a healthy Clay Thompson with a Jordan Poole and an Andrew Wiggins performing at reasonable level a level <laughs> uh, and Andrew Wiggins who's playing good defense and making shots that's all I need that's all I need like I said earlier in the year I just need a good 15 points a night and some good defense if Andrew Wiggins is doing that we're good and then the whole rotation down is playing well no one's beating the Warriors in the Western Conference playoffs yeah I feel like that's like a consensus 
Who's going to beat the core three when they're healthy? Like they have championship no experience. Is. Like no one. I mean, that's you, you, look you at, can you have look at all the teams that the Warriors will have to go through. They'll play the Nuggets. They have Nikola Jokic. They're shorthanded. No, that the Warriors are winning that series. You look at the Grizzlies or the Clippers. I think the I think the Grizzlies no playoff experience. I think they'll be a tough out, but I think the Warriors could take that. And I think the Warriors will be if the Clippers upset the Grizzlies, the Warriors take the Clippers. The Suns will probably be the toughest series, but. With the healthy Steph, healthy Clay, healthy Draymond, I think the Warriors can take care of that. I think the, probably the toughest team, if you look on the Eastern, at the Eastern Conference, is the Bucks. No matter what, I don't think the Warriors have a guy who can contain Giannis at all. I think Draymond can do a fine job. I don't think it'll be enough at all. Um, I think the Bucks are probably the best team in the East even though they're the three seed or the four seed, something like that. Um, the three seed. I don't think the Heat will come out of the East. I don't think the Sixers. I don't. I, it's the Bucks conference to lose, in my opinion. Or the Nets. Or the Nets, honestly. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Okay. The Nets will. The Nets would could win a first round series against the Celtics, but then then they would have to play the Bucks in the second round, and that is. Oh. Not, they're they're not going to beat the Bucks. Okay. Giannis has Giannis did Giannis went into Brooklyn in game seven of the 2020 2021 playoffs and beat the Nets in overtime. A couple of weeks ago, he went into Brooklyn, he made a clutch three-pointer and still beat the still beat the Nets in Brooklyn. I want to say something about the playoffs though for that run. There was no Kyrie and James Harden was on one hamstring. Nah, give still give me the Bucks. All right. Uh, speaking of Giannis, um, Giannis is in a the top three conversation for MVP between it's either Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. I think Giannis is the MVP. Do you have any argument for or against any? No. Nope. Think Giannis is the MVP too. If there is a another player that I like in the National Basketball Association other than Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, majority of all the Warriors players, I guess you could say, it'd probably be Giannis. I mean, he, I just don't understand how you can like the guy. He's down to earth, great human being. Um, and I think, I think Joel Embiid had a very good season. Um, he averaged, I think it was 30 points a game, 11 boards. Bring up his stats real quick. Uh, Joel Embiid averaged 30.6 points a game, 11 boards, four assists. That's dominant. Giannis averaged 30 points a game, 11 rebounds, six assists. And Jokic averaged 27 points a game, 11 boards, 13 boards, excuse me, eight assists. I think. It's a three-man race, but if I'm going to choose, I'd probably say Giannis. He's just been dominant, and I there has been no stopping him at all. And with the way the Bucks started the year, they didn't start the year too hot and get him all the way to the three seed, I think he. I think you can seriously make an argument for any of these guys. Jokic, it's, it's so hard. Jokic, Jokic led his team to a six seed without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. for most of the year. Joel Embiid carried the scoring champ is the scoring champ and carried his team to a top five place without 
Ben Simmons without Ben Simmons for most of the year, and then he and only James be... Harden for like ten games, exactly or twenty, ten think, or twenty James, games. I don't think James Harden was that big of a factor either. So I mean, all three of these guys can win it. Um, it, it. It could be like the tightest MVP road voting race I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think if I'm giving a vote, I'm taking Giannis. Yeah, um, which I, is if actually there's a, if there's a second place vote. It's probably Jokic. I feel bad for Embiid because he's been dominant all year, but I would put Embiid third. I'm just I, – I just think Jokic, with how he's performed and carrying his team to the playoff spot just by himself, honestly, it's pretty impressive in my book. And he's the defending MVP. I, I'm not going to put that into why he should win MVP again, but Bro. I think – it's a very good race, and I think it's hard to choose an MVP out of these three. All of them are deserving. Imagine if Giannis gets a third MVP. You're, the resume he has right now is already Hall of Fame level, and he's just getting started. Like, it's insane to think about it. Like, he's only, what, 27, and he's entering his prime? He has two MVPs. He, he could seriously, if he wins an MVP this year, he could seriously, at the end of his career, have six to eight MVPs in his resume. If he if he stays at the level he is playing, no injuries, any of that, he's serious to get there. Um, couple more NBA championships he could seriously go down as a top five player of all time in my opinion I agree with that I honestly agree with that he has the accolades to do it I if he gets he could seriously go down with the names of Michael Jordan Jordan LeBron LeBron. yeah all of them he could seriously be in those names in that category um but I think all of them are deserving, but if I had to pick, it'd be Giannis. Who's your defensive player of the year? It's so uh, it's so up in the air. There's no clear consensus. Draymond missed too many games. Um, I think if Draymond didn't miss any games, he was dominant. I'd say Draymond Bam's pretty deserving of it um, from Miami. I think – Mikel Bridges is a good option. Yeah. I mean, do I want to choose a Phoenix Suns player? No. Uh, <laughs> I think let's look up the odds real quick. I think I think you could give it I think you could give it to Giannis. Um <laughs> bro. But has there ever been a guy who's won an MVP and a defensive player of the year in the same year? I have, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, we had defensive player of the year odds. We got Mikhail Bridges, who has the best odds. Then Giannis, then Bam. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is not winning it. So, I think defensive player of the year, give me uh, Bam. He's going to win it. Book it. Interesting. Bam out of bio. And then we would both say most improved player Don, belongs. Who's your, who's your defensive player of the year? Come on. Okay. It's tough, but I would say Mikael Bridges, honestly. 
Mikel Bridges. Most improved player. Yeah, that's true. Jordan Poole. No, <laughs> let's move forward. Let's move forward. Jordan Poole. <laughs> there's, no, there's no analysis for that. No analysis <laughs> for that at all. You watch, um, if you watch the Warriors this year. And you watch them during the second half of this season. Yeah, it's Jordan Poole. I don't, I don't, I don't know who else you're gonna put in that in the finalists. No one's coming close to beating him. And if he doesn't win it, it's uh, rigged. There needs to be an investigation opened up to investigate why he didn't win it. I understand why you could put Ja as a most improved player winner, but but he was already good last year. Ja Morant was Ja Morant went into Chase Center in the playing game last year and put on a show and put the Grizzlies on his back and beat the Warriors at Chase Center. I think he's a damn good player, and I don't think he – and if you're realistically being honest, he missed probably a majority of the second half of the season. So I don't – I wouldn't give it to him. But, no, I think it's Jordan Poole's uh, award to win. And uh, – okay. He doesn't win it. It's rigged. Um, I did we touch on this on Steph's update? I think we it was like touched a little bit, but he's getting reevaluated um, on Monday, and then he'll participate in practices, and he'll be ready to go game one. I know. That. Okay. Okay. He'll be ready. Um, even if he isn't ready, he'll be ready. I think. You know I, th- I think. I think the the series will be a toss up if he doesn't play a majority of the games. Of course, that's that's a given. Like without. This team is going as far as Steph's healthy. Like if I, I don't know if that made any sense, but I think I'm trying to say is like this team goes um, where Steph goes, his health, like all that. Um, they can't win anything without him, and that's blat- that's blatantly obvious. Um, um, so I think he'll be ready. Um, it's it's a waiting game, but we have to see. Um, he'll be ready. Okay. And what about Clay Thompson? Um, uh, the fact that he is averaging 20 points per game since his injury is out of this world, if we're being honest. Unreal. That is unreal. I love watching Clay Thompson play basketball. <laughs> look, look at all the haters silent now. That um, Oh, my God. I got so many comments, so many comments all saved saying that Clay won't be the same. He won't return the same. He'll he won't have the same shots. He'll be washed. He's bad. He put he averaged 20 points a game this year. He put up 41 tonight. Granted, it's the Pelicans and that they were resting some players, but he was out of this world. And I think the most underrated thing about Clay is how great he was on defensively. I think coming back from two catastrophic leg injuries, I think you got to point that out. Um, but I think the main thing I need to see from Clay during the postseason is that if you're not shooting the ball that night, do not start chucking shit. Do not start chucking shots. Just pass the ball to Steph or Jordan Poole or another shot maker. I he just has that habit where. If he's not shooting the ball that night, he's just going to keep chucking to make sh- to see if it goes in. And it's bro, shoot or shoot, bro. I shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> but it's just it, – it's not – I hate watching that. And even if it's contested, he will still chuck it. I mean, but when he's – when Clay Thompson's in his zone, he's in his zone and he's lights out. And that's what – It's game has, six, Clay. And that's what he has been 
down the stretch during this year, and he's getting hot during the right time, and so is Draymond. And with a healthy staff who is in the zone as well, you're not beating the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. And I'm going to knock on wood so I didn't jinx them. So we're good. Same here. Knock on wood, guys. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, baby. The Warriors. The Warriors are back. They're back. Back in the postseason. Now to conclude episode number 83, I think, 84, something like 83, that. 83, 83. 83. <laughs> My man's got the numbers, man. He's got the You're numbers. You're welcome. Um, that to conclude episode 83 of the Catching Dubs. Um, make sure you uh, check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod for all Warriors updates. Steph, reevaluation day tomorrow. Let's all uh, pray for the uh, face of the franchise. He's good to go for game one. Um, and Warriors got a couple of days off. Everyone tune in Saturday night, 5.30 Pacific Standard Time on ABC Warriors Nuggets game one. Catch you in the next one. Peace.